Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Hey, wrestling fans, this is Gary Michael Capetta, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast with the Enforcer and the Stallion. It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast with the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night! Welcome back to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your host. He's a stallion. I'm the Enforcer. We are back yet another wild edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast, as I said, because as we speak right now, NXT is invading smackdown live we're on the heels of crown jewel uh joey mercury is going scorched earth on ring of honor uh joe what's what's going on in the world of pro wrestling and where do we stand anymore what's happening um i don't know i guess uh some people are standing in the airport in saudi arabia i think that's what i heard uh, (laughs) today uh You know, I, I think there's a lot of folks that are stuck over there after the show yesterday or stuck en route back to the U.S. Um, and as a result of that... It's a quick that, flight, though, right? I think so. I think it's like 45 minutes. Um, and as a result of that, um, they have some NXT folks that are on SmackDown this evening. So I don't know how much of that was planned beforehand uh, or not, just because I know NXT is going to be part of Survivor Series. But uh, either way, they do have some NXT wrestlers on SmackDown as we speak. Let's start off with some breaking news, man. Like you said, NXT is going to be on the Survivor Series. How? Where do you stand on that? Traditionally, you and I have been NXT needs to be kept as far away from the main roster as possible. How do you feel about NXT being in Survivor Series? I mean, I'm not really uh, that big into it, to be honest with you. I think that uh, they shouldn't need three brands to be able to put on a Survivor Series pay-per-view. Um, they should only really need one. Um, but since they have two, I could see where they can easily plan that out. But uh, no, I don't think they should be on there. I think they should be kept separate. Um, I, I think that just I don't really necessarily like the... Uh, 
the bleeding or the cross branding between uh, NXT and Raw slash SmackDown. So there's plenty of wrestlers on Raw and SmackDown. I don't see why NXT has to be involved, but you know maybe some people are interested in it, and that's that's fine. And and maybe they'll get more <clears throat> more reactions. I don't, I'm not sure. I believe I'm going to uh, break the fourth wall, and I'm going to tell everybody your texts from me or uh, your text to me earlier today. Shorty G and Ali over Fish and O'Reilly. Book it. And that, my friend, is what I think we are uh, worried about. To me, the whole... in I mean, this is kind of like the Invasion Angle 6.0. This is a quick ratings grab because they aren't able to tell a story with just one brand. I mean, that's the case. I mean, they're... The Raw and SmackDown crossover is ridiculous. Uh, Brock Lesnar uh, just relinquished, or he didn't relinquish his title. I guess he quit to go to Raw because he wants to wrestle Rey Mysterio. It, it's, I think, um, for the benefit of everybody at NXT, they should be kept as far away from Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon and the entire writing team as possible. Let Triple H continue doing what he's doing because the NXT product, well... I'll ask you about that later, but the NXT product right now is light years ahead of what's on Monday night and uh, Friday night. And I think last night at WWE Crown Jewel, that was never more apparent. So with the uh, the breaking nose, breaking nose, <laughs> it's funny I said breaking nose as Deontay Wilde is on the background, uh, as the breaking news is out of the way. Let's touch on last night's Crown Jewel, Halloween from... Saudi Arabia, Crown Jewel. Joe, what did you think? I want you to give me 10 to 15 minutes on every match. 10 to 15 minutes on every match? just too sweet. I give up. Yeah, I want 10 to, on the on the matches you watched. Uh, well, I watched the whole show, so we might be here for a while. God, I um, Start beginning. I'm not going to go through the whole show. Um, I will say that I think of the shows they've done from Saudi Arabia, and I can't remember if this is the third or the fourth, um, but it's something like that. Greatest Uh, Rumble. Was that Saudi Arabia? Yeah, there was Greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, I think there was a previous Crown Jewel, and there might have been one other one. I I can't recall. but I will say that of the ones that I've seen, that I thought this was the best show that they've had from Saudi Arabia so far, of the three or four that they've done from there. Um, that could have something to do with the fact that there weren't wrestlers 50 and over um, up and down the card. But uh, I thought it was one of the better ones they've done. It was only three and a half hours, so I thought that was a positive. Um, and there were some matches on there that were, that were good, I thought. Um, the uh, the ten man tag wasn't bad. Um, the Mansoor versus Cesaro match was probably one of the better ones on the show. Um, you know, I mean, some of the stuff was was fluff. Um, they kept the Brock match short. You know, so I mean, I think I think some of it was okay. I mean, I don't think it was any I don't think it was any worse than um, a regular pay per view that they have from the United States. I guess that was my take. W- what did you think? Um. I thought it was, uh, I think the crowd had a lot to do with it. I feel like maybe the crowd made, I, I don't know, 
was the crowd more interactive than usual, or was that just me? No, I think it was. I think it, it was compared to some of the other shows that they've done from uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yeah, I think the crowd um, being more interactive really, I enjoyed that more. Um, I also think being only three and a half hours, it was um, it wasn't as much for me to fast forward through, um, except for the twelve on twelve uh, Hogan Flair match. Um, the Mansoor thing was cool. Um, I really enjoyed that match. I think Cesaro was a you know, uh, I think uh, Bruce Pritchard talks about it. He goes, there are some guys that are just cursed with being a uh, quote-unquote great hand. Owen Hart was one of those guys. You know, you needed a match out of somebody. You throw them in there, and they get a great match out of them. That's just what happens. And Cesaro is, uh, I mean, that that is Cesaro. That's what he does. So he had a good match with Mansoor, taking a clean pin. Bless that poor man's soul. Um, you know, top to bottom, it really wasn't a bad show. There was a This Is Awesome chant in Saudi Arabia. Like, uh, somebody hit Natalia with a water bottle. But that was pretty interesting. Um, lots, of, lots of history-making moments yesterday in Saudi Arabia. But, you know, as far as the show goes, it was whatever. Joe, I want you to focus mainly on the main event. How many stars did you give the main event? Um... You know, I don't know. I guess you know the match itself. I thought was very similar to the one they had in Hell, Hell in a Cell up until um, the end, right? I mean, I think if I if I look back to compare, um, it was a lot of similar things, right? Where Rollins was hitting his array of finishers, um, and uh, Wyatt was either kicking out or sitting up or no selling or things of that nature. Um, so. I think that the the bulk of the match was very similar, but uh, the ending was a little bit better, I guess, in that they didn't do a, a schmoz, uh, you know, kind of crap finish that everybody booed out of the building. At least they did a finish this time, um, probably the right one, the one that they should have done at Hell in a Cell a few weeks back. Um, so I'd probably give it, like, maybe a star and a half or something. I don't know. What, what did you think? Negative 11 stars. That seems That seems harsh. Negative, no, it was, um, they're bordering on Hogan Warrior 2 for me. The, not only is Seth Rollins looking less offensive than a Cabbage Patch doll, um, the commentary going over however many stomps he's delivering, He's delivered. He is delivered to Bray Wyatt reminding us how ineffective they are is not good. Actually, at one point, Corey Graves said uh, Bray Wyatt's immune to the stomp. Okay, can you bury Seth Rollins anymore? Uh, also, the red light gimmicks, gotta go. Gotta go, man. I can't watch a match like that. It's, uh, it's hard to see. I get it. They're going for that whole Michael Myers thing. Um, nobody's a bigger fan of horror movies than I am, especially Michael Myers, Friday the 13th, um, Jason Voorhees kind of thing. And, and they're going for that with The Fiend. But if you're going to do that, don't make the match 25 minutes. Don't make it 20 minutes. Make it four to five in like a Brock Lesnar match. I don't want to see The Fiend selling, which is what he was doing, only to no-sell certain things. Um, the booking behind it's illogical. It doesn't really make much sense. 
he went. He was set on fire. There was like a, it's like an inside job. I don't know. He was, he was set on fire. He was exploded, and then uh, sticking a couple fingers in Seth Rollins' mouth, and he's crying like a little baby. So there's that man. Uh, it was. Uh, I give it a. I'll give it a star and a quarter, and that's being very generous. Very generous. I think they're. I think they have to change the lighting thing, though, right? Like that. That's got to be brutal for the people in the audience as well. Yeah, I don't know why they keep trying that. They've tried that at different times over the years. I remember when Kane first started wrestling, he had the red lights. I think Sin Cara had some sort of special lighting. Blue. Yeah, he had the, like the blue and yellow. Yeah, so it doesn't really work uh, for extended periods of time. Um, it was actually kind of hard to see some of the things that were happening with the red lighting. I don't know how it was for the fans you know, at the, at the show, but... Uh, yeah, that's probably not something they should stick with. I would, I would definitely go away from that, especially if he's going to be a guy now that's carrying a title on one of the major two shows, like seemingly SmackDown. It seems like so you, you probably can't can't go with that uh, long term. So it'll probably go away eventually, a little quietly, but they're not there yet. This is an impromptu five count. It's not really a five count, but yesterday when we were texting as you're watching the show, you said there were. At least five points where you LOL'd throughout the show. Yes. Can you detail me the five lol-worthy spots that you can remember? I think uh, the first one was when Cain Velasquez tapped out in less than two minutes to Brock Lesnar via Kimura. Uh, That was one. Uh, I think another one was the Viking Raiders taking a clean pin for the first time since they've been on the main roster at the end of a tag team turmoil match that seemingly, well, I guess it did crown the best tag team in the world. So uh, I, won't, I won't say that it meant nothing, but it was uh, it was something. <laughs> so that was another one. Um, I think there was one, one, I don't know when it was. It was, uh, I guess it was right You before- actually... Not for you. Just laugh thinking about it. That's awesome. There was, I think, there was right before the ten man tag. Um, Byron Saxton joined commentary, I believe, and they referenced the skit earlier in the show or right before that, where I think he was talking with Hogan about something, and Hogan gave him like a nickname of some sort, like I don't know, beautiful B. Byron or something like that. Yeah. And uh, as soon as Saxton sat down, Michael Cole said, "Oh, I know who what team you're rooting for," and I was like. <laughs> I don't know if he does. <laughs> so uh, that was that was another one. Um, I'm not sure I can remember too many too many others at this point. I can't remember what else was on there. I'm sure the R Truth stuff was pretty stupid. I think he ran into a door at one point and uh, yep. lost his 24 seven title. Um, so that there, there was there was a few there, there, things things like that. I guess were just the stuff that uh, that stuck out to me. I think Tyson Fury walking out in. Uh, Saudi Arabian garb. That was uh, that was another one. So <laughs> things like that. I mean, harmless, relatively harmless stuff, uh, I guess. But uh, th- those are the things that made me laugh. So you can't say that I wasn't entertained. I, I can at least say that much. So. Um, there was a battle royal at some point on the pre-show. There was a battle royal. That's the one match I did not see because I picked it up just before the the main card went on. Um, where the winner got a title shot at AJ Styles' U.S. title. That makes a little more sense. Uh, why would you pin both of your tag team champions 
in a tag team turmoil and not make them win the best tag team in the world, Joe? I assume that they had the New Day pin the Revival because they were supposed to wrestle on SmackDown tonight for the SmackDown tag titles. So my assumption is that they had the New Day win that and they were going to have the Revival win on SmackDown. I don't know if that match is happening or not tonight. I'm guessing it's not happening because of the travel issues. So I think that's why they did that one. Um, I don't know why they did the War Raiders um, versus the OC because I think the War Raiders, excuse me, the Viking Raiders have beaten the OC a couple of times already on television. Um, so I don't know if they want to try to set up a feud between those two teams, but they could have probably done it another way. I would have just had the War Raiders win. So that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, out of 10, what do you give the entire show as a whole? 12 rupees. No, I don't know. Um, oh, what's a rupee? I think it's uh, currency of India. Um, I don't know. I probably like a four, I guess. I'll give it a four. You know what's embarrassing is the fact that you said out of all the uh, Saudi Arabian shows, this is the best one, and you've given it a four. Well, I think some of the other ones are pretty bad, right? Like, I think there, oh, was, yeah. <laughs> there was some pretty Goldberg, bad. Um, the Goldberg and uh, who was that? Goldberg Undertaker was yeah. on these shows. I remember they did um, Triple H and Orton on one of these shows. They did DX versus Undertaker and Kane, I think, on one of these shows. Um, I'm trying to, I can't remember everything else that they did, but there's things, things of that nature I, I, were, were happening. So if you can eliminate the, they did, oh, they did the Shane, right? Wasn't the Shane won the best in the world tournament, uh, at one of these shows as well. So, you know, it's five stars. You're giving it five stars. What's, what's going on? No, I just have a question. Um, WCW did a world tag team tournament. I think it was a Pat O'Connor Memorial Cup. Do you remember that? It was the World Cup. I no, I don't know. There's there was a there was a World Cup in TNA, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna go to the WCW one because I knew that one. But like that was for the best tag team in the world, the World Cup. They had uh, Native Americans, they had Canadians, they had American, they had French, they had English teams, all from said country. When it's a world championship, you tend to have people from other countries not a bunch of white dudes from america and like eight of your 10 teams okay so it was more you know what it was it was this is i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go down that road all i'm gonna say is they could have done better and they had to face the same thing when they made shane the best in the world like it's not good joe not good. And speaking of not good, have you read Joey Mercury's tweets today? Well, I don't really think that they're readable. Uh, <laughs> Legible. From what I've, yeah, I've tried to read them, and uh, I just couldn't follow. I may, I may not be bright enough to understand. So, But I did read an article that summarized his tweets, uh, at least gave me some sort of a breakdown as to what point points that he was trying to get across. So I, I have done that, yes. The good people over at, uh, I believe it was 411 Mania, right? They, they gave us that breakdown that you sent me, and they did a heck of a job. Um, what I'm getting out of this, help me understand. Kelly Klein got hurt, possibly a concussion. They flew her overseas anyway. Um, the medical staff sucks when Flip Gordon, or there is no medical staff when Flip Gordon broke his elbow or dislocated it. Brody King and um, Bandito put it back in the socket. 
Um, Shane Taylor is not going to be re-signed on January 1st. And just like, it's almost nonsensical babble, but I guess if you're able to get that out of it, it had, I don't want to accuse anybody of anything, but it had the ramblings and like the coherency of somebody that was not of the right state of mind. Is that fair to say? I think so. I think he okay. admitted as such that he's on some sort of variety of medication. It's some somewhere in there. I don't know, but yeah. And and then BJ Whitmer and Kelly Klein, who are married, came out and agreed with Joey Mercury. So, but everybody else, dude. Imagine being Jay Lethal this week, or like just Ring of Honor as a whole. Like Jay Lethal wakes up middle of the week and uh ACH is calling him like slang racial derogatory terms Ring of Honor is just minding their business and ACH is like an F Ring of Honor too and they're just like what you know I feel like it's it's a rough stretch for Ring of Honor I mean the shows haven't the shows have been good they don't have the names they used to have by any stretch of the imagination the viewership is down they can't draw a house in New York City. ACH is saying Ring of Honor doesn't promote black wrestlers. Now Joey Mercury is coming out and saying they have no medical staff and their management sucks. Like, are we, and I, as a guy that loves Ring of Honor, I know you love Ring of Honor, is Ring of Honor circling the drain? Well, I think they're definitely having some rough times for sure. Um, some of the stuff I, I haven't quite been able to piece together in terms of, like, so first of all, if ACH is saying that they don't promote black wrestlers, I don't know that I agree with that just because Jay Lethal is, like, the longest tenured Ring of Honor champion in history in terms of his title reigns. Shane Taylor, yeah. who is the television champion, so is another thing, but it, some of it doesn't also, add up to me. So, it, like, he's not going to get re-signed. I mean, he's a TV champion. It's, I mean, I, it just doesn't seem... I don't get why you wouldn't... If they're struggling for talent, why wouldn't you re-sign guys like Shane Taylor and Bandito? I guess that would be my first question. I agree. And to piggyback on the ACH thing, he was uh, he complained that he was pissed off because they didn't send him to Japan, right? I mean, they sent over Jonathan Gresham to Japan. I don't know. Just uh, There's a lot of stuff that just didn't make sense to me. But you're right. Like, Shane Taylor... That dude's a stud as a TV champion. Wouldn't you say, like, you know, I know you and I have been watching the shows on demand. His matches have consistently been some of the best matches on the show. Yeah, I mean, I think that he, you know, he's done a nice job. I mean, they, you know, he won the TV title. I was surprised when he won it. I think he won it in a four-way. But he's done a nice job, at least, like, carrying himself as a champion, um, you know, putting on good matches when, you know, he's given that opportunity. Um, I don't really have any issue with him as the television champion, and now he's got a little, you know, an angle going with the Shane Taylor promotions, and he's got a team that comes out with him and stuff. So, I, I don't have anything, any issue with that at all. I think he's been doing a nice job, um, and you know, it's just surprising for me to hear that that if if that's true, that they're not going to re-sign him, and that he's only going to be there for another two months. I mean, I don't know why you would let somebody like him go um, when he's one of the more entertaining parts of the show, in my opinion, right now. And. The booking has protected him as such, right? It's not like I, I wouldn't like you said he's a TV champion, 
they haven't quote unquote booked him out either. Like they've been booking him strong. I find it hard to believe they're going to be like, all right, uh, yeah, now let's get him to job to Silas for six weeks in a row. No, like they put money into Shane Taylor and Shane Taylor promotions. They the angle they have him like show um, the highlight packages when they mention his name. I think it's really cool stuff, and I think he was great with Keith Lee as the Pretty Boy Killers, and now he's really kind of coming into his own as a TV champion. So I hope that's not true. But I just, I don't know. I don't know what to believe with this whole Joey Mercury thing. Who knows if it's ramblings of a dude or if it's, I, I, I really don't know. I, I just don't know what to believe. Yeah, it's, I'm sure there's probably some sort of in-between point. Uh, I, I, if, if BJ Whitmer and Kelly Klein, who I think still works for the company since she's the women's champion, uh, are backing up his claims, I'm sure there's a level of legitimacy to what he's saying. Um, you know, whether he's exaggerating some of it or not, I mean, I don't know. Um, but I just don't know, even, you know, that aside, I still don't even necessarily understand like what the direction is for ring of honor with their main guys going forward, because, you know, in, in his rants, right. Mercury said that they're not going to resign Shane Taylor, whose contract runs out in January. And he said they weren't going to resign Bandito, whose contact contract runs out, I think in like February, which I don't know why you would do that. And then I don't know what they're doing or what, what Marty Skrull is doing in terms of his future. I, I kept hearing it this whole year almost that his contract was up, his contract was up. I don't in like really September. Know. Yeah, first I heard April, then I heard September, then I heard like end of the year. So I don't know um, what they're doing with him, but he's not exactly been jobbing out either. You know, he's been put into different positions. I guess he's one of the, probably one of, if not the most popular guy that they have on the show. So I don't know what they're going to do with that either. Like if he leaves um yikes yeah i don't know and then their main event for final battle is roosh versus pco so i i don't have and they said roosh they also said roosh's contract was up in february yes yeah so i it's very uh you know it's very confusing um you know if you don't resign those guys i mean then what what do you really have left to i mean you basically have like taven uh and lethal and dalton castle who's lost a lot of steam over the last year or so, so um, I don't know. Mark Haskins, bro. Well, what's the deal with all those guys, too, man? I don't know what what their anybody's contract situation is. Obviously, I mean, they started that whole lifeblood thing, and then half the guys dropped out. Um, Who else know, was in lifeblood? It was Juice Haskins, Juice, Hot Sauce. Ha, yeah, Haskins, Hot Sauce, Bandito, um, t- um, PJ Black, Dave Finley, uh, oh. and um, oh. Tino Dashwood. Dashwood, yeah. And Tino Dashwood left. Finley got hurt. Juice went to Japan and never came back after <laughs> after the uh, G1 show, I think. So basically it's been Hot Sauce, Haskins, and Bandito. And Bandito hasn't been wrestling lately either. I'm not sure if that's due to injury or whatever things are going on there. So um, it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to what they're gonna do. I know they've been trying to bring in some some new folks and different folks. Uh, you know, they, they I guess they re-signed Maria Manic. I know there was some talk about her going to WWE. They signed, oh, they resigned her. I thought I heard she re, she re up to a longer term deal there, but I, you know, listen, I, I don't even know. So, so the girl who never wrestled one match. I get, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, even the other stuff has fallen apart, right? Like they had the, the allure, and then Velvet Sky's been away because I, I heard she was dealing with like a personal, like a family related issue, and Angelina Love had the women's title for like a, a couple of weeks, and um. Yeah, I haven't seen her on the last few shows that were in uh, over in the UK, so I don't really know what's going on. They do have Joe Hendry though, so at least there's that. 
Can we just do this all the time? Yeah. Just keep doing it. Um, yeah, man, I'm with you. I, I hope it's not true. I hope Ring of Honor uh, kicks out, if you will. I'll be watching the shows. Listen, I have no problem with the Honor Club except that they're putting my... You know, I, this is the this is the show that I can't curse on, right? We're not supposed to curse. Yeah, no. We're not supposed to curse. I have to put in my flipping password every single time. That's very frustrating. But, um, yeah, man, I, I just hope I hope they uh, get things settled and are a little more consistent of a show. And, you know, a little more of a direction. Speaking of not cursing, Joe. I'm going to have a hard time adhering to the rules in this next segment. This next segment is called the Enforcer's Hot Take. And do you know why my take is hot this week, Joe? Has it been in the microwave? Did you nuke it? As a matter of fact, it was. A minute 30 on high. I'm coming directly at all of the smart Mark, Bozo Deluxe, holier-than-thou douche nozzles down at Full Sail University. The NXT crowd is by far the worst crowd in any professional wrestling venue. They think they know everything. They make stupid chants for themselves. And it's cool to boo the good guy and it's cool to cheer for the heels when finn balor is cutting a promo about what he did to johnny gargano you start cheering for finn balor and chanting you deserve it like oh you're so edgy johnny gargano deserves it no you know who deserves nothing the nxt crowd you go to full sale every single week it's standing room only it's like 20 bucks and a cup of coffee and you get some of the best wrestling week to week to week. A, I hope they leave full sale. Not only do I hope they leave full sale, I hope they don't come back. I hope they do NXT takeovers in Juneau, Alaska. Because that's the type of crowd that would appreciate the professional wrestling they see. All they want to do is hear themselves. Every single match, it's about who could be the loudest, dumbest idiot in full sale. Not everybody. But 93.5% of the Full sale crowd are the smart mark fan Kane Dewey geeks that think they're above the product. And they're not. What they do is they make the product less enjoyable for people that watch it. Joe, you and I go to wrestling shows all the time. I, safe to say I'm, uh, I'm loud and uh, boisterous. Yes. Okay, now, true or false, give people a little behind the scenes. Have we not had officials from certain organizations come to us and thank us for making the crowd more involved in the show? True. And you know why? We, we're not those people that are trying to get ourselves over. We're trying to get the crowd into it because when the crowd is more invested in the match, in the right way, it makes the match better. You don't need people booing all the faces because it's edgy and stuff like that. No, you suck. You don't deserve to watch NXT every single week live 
for the cheap price of $20. You take it for granted, and there should never be another show at Full Sail University for as long as I watch NXT. I'm done. I'm done with the Enforcer's hot take this week. It's good, man. That was good you let that out. You need to do that. That's it was really it was really festering, man. It was like a it was like an ingrown toenail that every step you take just digs deeper into the quick of my nail. I'm out. I'm exhausted right now. I had a lot of emotion that I can gave. I, should I? Can I do the Bluetooth read then? Should I do it this week? Yeah, perfect. I, you know what, Joe? Sometimes you feel like you just don't have it. Like I don't have it right now. I'm gonna try to do it with the same level of enthusiasm and. And panache is that what it's called? That you do it every single week. Bluechew.com promo code WPP. Your first shipment is only five dollars for shipping and handling, free of charge otherwise. If you want to be on the rise. Like the enforcer on his honeymoon, you need to buy this product. Bluechew.com, promo code WPP. How'd I do? Phenomenal. Okay. That was I worked out that of all time. out of all the reads you could be reading. That Bluetooth read got five stars. I was rehearsing job. that. Five stars. I was rehearsing it all day, like DDP before his big matches on pay per view. Well, if you want to feel the bang, oh, dude. Save it for next time, buddy. Save it for next time. Blue Listen, there's a couple things you want to tell everybody about. Next week, Evolve 139. Evolve 140. Coming to you live, as everybody likes to see, from New York City. I mean, it's Brooklyn and Queens and back-to-back days, but it's close enough. Sorry, buddy. I think and I, I came out. back. Yeah, he did. No, great. I cut out. I'm back oh. to the dead. Oh. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so I think I got the got a, like went to detention and came back early. Yeah. Where was I? Did you hear my evolve speech? All I heard was next weekend. Yes, uh, evolve and shine. Um, did you have? I didn't catch the promo code. So if you if if you want to throw that back out there, if you didn't mention it already, that would be tremendous. Joe, why would we give out a promo code? Do you think people would be interested in seeing Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, and Johnny Gargano at a meet and greet? You think they would be? Because I'm excited. And it's not just this new double espresso machine at 7-Eleven. Easily, easily remembered in your brain is the promo code TAPOUT. T-A-P-O-U-T. One word. You get 10% off your entire ticket purchase for Shine and Evolve next weekend. That's right, Joe. Sit back in those seats. 10% off, and they already reduced prices for second row, third row, and general admission. What are you waiting for? Josh Briggs versus Austin Tahiri for the Evolve title. J.D. Drake versus our boy Anthony Henry. You have shot the newest NXT signee, Shotzi Blackheart, uh, on the show 
Shine's going to be great. Allison Cade's defending her title. What are you guys waiting for? You get to hang out with the Enforcer and the Stallion next week. I also accept beers as payment. So if you're like, man, I'm in the New York City area, and I want to throw down a couple of Bruce Stoyeskis with the Enforcer, let's do it, man. Again, promo code TAPOUTS. Hopefully next week we're going to have a breakdown of both uh, the Evolve and the Shine show. And I'm possibly gonna a, some. I'm going to have a breakdown but, next week, I'll tell you that. So. <laughs> and if you want to break it down like Triple H, I'm just kidding. We'll save that for next week. And as always, make sure you follow us everywhere at All Night Long WP. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash All Night Long WP. YouTube at YouTube.com slash All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. Another edition of the All Night Long WP is in the books. He's a stallion. I'm the enforcer. We're tapping out.